This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. The ever-iconic magazine editor and fashion maven Miranda Priestley is coming back on the stage. The Devil Wears Prada, the musical, has been in the works for years and is making its global debut in Chicago tonight. The show is directed by Anna Shapiro and will feature Broadway veteran Beth Level as Miranda and Taylor Iman Jones as Andy. Audiences will hear songs written by Elton John and singer-songwriter Shayna Tobe. Joining us now is Michael Takuni. He's playing Nate Angstrom in the show. Welcome to Reset, Michael. Hey, Sasha. How's it going? Going well. Thanks for joining us. I wonder how excited you are for this show. It's finally happening. I am so happy. I'm so happy we're finally here. <laughs> I am um, I believe I, uh, <laughs> I, I kind of jumped on this train a little bit later than some other folks, um, but so, some of our cast members have been working on this since back in 2019. So to finally be here, have an audience, get get that feedback we've been waiting for has been it, 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 we're, we're pumped. So you weren't part of the original folks that were cast back in 2019 when we thought it was going to happen then. So talk about your journey. How did you get involved? Sure. Yeah. So I, um, back in 2019, I, um, I, I made a, I made an audition for it. I, um, I went in and I remember it felt like a great fit. Um, but at the time I, um, I wasn't able to attend any additional callbacks cause, um, this is champagne problems, but I, I had a, a trip to Europe planned that I couldn't <laughs> reschedule. Um, so then it ended up just, you know, not being the right timing. And then, you know, the pandemic drops in, the whole production gets pushed and pushed. And um, then once theater starts to open up again, they start doing subsequent workshops. Uh, sort of felt like I wasn't really in the mix anymore. And then um, mm-hmm. after their last workshop, um, they were looking for a guy to play Nate again. And so I, um, I was able to put my hat back in the ring, and then it worked out this time. And what's the buildup been like to the show this week? What's the energy? Just ready to have an audience, really ready. Um, It was great. We had we had an invited dress rehearsal the other night where we just had some some friends and family come, and it was even just to have you know ten five ten percent of the audience that we're going to have tonight was such a huge morale boost. It was like a huge injection of energy. having those those laughs start to come in, the applause, everyone is just really feeling like, oh, wow, we're, we're really going to get to give this back to people finally instead of keeping it a little yeah. secret in a rehearsal room. You know, fans will know, of course, but uh, The Devil Wears Prada started off as a book that was written by Lauren Weisberger in mm. 2003 and, of course, was inspired by Vogue magazine's editor-in-chief, Anna Wintour. Did you read it to prepare for the role? Or were you already a fan when you auditioned? A fan of the movie. I am. Um, I did not read the book. I um. I have a tendency to to just a personal preference. I have a tendency to not um like doing that just because it it, it gives it gives you so much information that sometimes I feel mm-hmm. like it can um it can make me get in my head a little bit about what I feel like I should be doing um. And it's tough with adaptations because, you know, um, people are either huge fans of the book or they're a huge fan of the movie. And so, and when you build out a musical and you want to, you want to give people that piece that they really love, 
about whatever medium they fell in love with. Um, but you also want to make sure that you're, you know, if we're doing a new version, you want to give them something fresh. So I feel like going into this, I felt like I'm just going to, I'm going to take the script that I have in front of me and feel like I'm, I'm going to approach it fresh from the words that, that I get to hopefully give people yeah. something that they can really love, but also something that, that feels um, fresh and updated. That's a good strategy. Did you adopt that by you know, trial and error? Did you try it the other way at some other point in your career? It's funny. Thought maybe, okay, this was information <laughs> overload. Let me do it differently next time. No, that's, no it's, 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 a, it's a great thought. It, it, it's kind of a silly example, but um, when I was very young, can't even really call it you know, pr- professional experience, I was doing a play um, that took place during World War II, and I felt like I really wanted to fully absorb and like be in that world and re- reading things and, and trying to absorb as much, much information as possible. And then when I found I was going to actually get on stage and do it, I felt like I was really coming more from a place of um, just information instead of mm-hmm. what the scenes are actually calling for. And so, you know, just just back to basics of you have a person across from you, they, you know, you have whatever relationship you have with them, you want something from them. And, and that's kind of the bottom line. Um, so I sort of felt like I, I'm naturally kind of a person who um, is a little bit more intellectual and heady in how I go about my life. So I sort of try and steer away from things in my acting life that would make me go too far that direction. Yeah. Well, the 2006 movie with Meryl Streep as Miranda Priestly and Anne Hathaway as Andrea Sachs followed the book pretty closely. But, you know, as we often see, the story is a little bit different from the book. So I have to ask if this scene is still in the show. Let's listen. What you don't know is that that sweater is not just blue. It's not turquoise. It's not lapis. It's actually cerulean. And you're also blithely unaware of the fact that in 2002, Oscar de la Renta did a collection of cerulean gowns. And then I think it was Yves Saint Laurent, wasn't it, who showed cerulean military jackets? I think we need a jacket here. Mm. And then cerulean quickly showed up in the collections of eight different designers. And then it uh, filtered down through the department stores and then trickled on down into some tragic casual corner where you no doubt fished it out of some clearance bin. However, that blue represents millions of dollars and countless jobs. And it's sort of comical how you think that you've made a choice that exempts you from the fashion industry when in fact you're wearing a sweater that was selected for you by the people in this room from a pile of stuff. (laughs) Please tell me that's in the musical. 100%. I think um, <laughs> that's actually one of my favorite moments in, in our show. I feel like the the team created something that gives the audience exactly what they love about that moment in the movie. The, the, the song that's written to accompany that is beyond cool. It's hilarious, and it really hits in that in, in a similar way. So I'm excited for people to see that moment. Can you tell us about any differences between the movie and the musical? Sure. So the um, the simplest one would just be that instead of it taking place, um, you know, about what is that now, uh, 15 years ago or even more now at mm-hmm. this point, um, that uh, 
that now it's, it's taking place in modern day. So we've, we've updated the references, um, just like certain certain topics that are more prevalent to us now than they were um, back then. We're, we're just leaning into those a little bit more. Um, and then also what, what I think is a huge gift for my character as well is we're um, just because of the nature of a musical, we're able to kind of lean into um, some of the characters a little bit more on what's going on in their heads because you get songs, so you get the opportunity to have someone almost address the audience and say, hey, this is what I'm feeling, this is what I'm going through. So as we're very much tracking Andy's journey and her relationship to trying to build the career that she wants while also maintaining her sense of self, um, you also get to kind of peer into these other characters and see what's going on in their head, see their relationship to um, how Andy's feeling as she's growing, how it makes them feel. Um, so I think we, we just get a little more of an insight than maybe the movie um, was able to offer. Well, without giving any spoilers, do you, do you think that fans are going to dislike your character in the musical as much as they dislike the movie version of him? Oh, you know, it's it's so funny. Um, uh, the writers have given me a really big gift of, um, I think, just being able to be a really supportive boyfriend to Andy. Um, <laughs> okay. And so I, I, I am hopeful and I am really, uh, I, I'm, I'm really on Nate's, Nate's team. And I hope that audiences think that he's, um, that he's a, a good supportive guy too. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I think everyone's going to be team Andy. So we'll see if they also get to be team Nate <laughs> as well. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We're talking with actor Michael Takuni, who plays Nate Angstrom in the new stage adaptation of The Devil Wears Prada, the musical. The show is making its global debut tonight right here in Chicago. Uh, so as I mentioned earlier, Michael, Beth Level is going to play Miranda and Taylor Iman Jones is playing Andy. What's it been like working with them? The, the absolute best. Uh, Beth is a masterclass. She, everything she does is she has this way of making everything funny. She never does the same thing the same way twice. And somehow it's always honest and just, just funny. She's just an awesome person to not only just be in rehearsals with, but she just executes at this insane level in every moment. Nice. And then Taylor is, Taylor is the biggest gift that keeps on giving. People are going uh -huh. to fall in love with her in love with her she she barely leaves the stage she is her, her voice is perfect and she's just such a giving and caring and empathetic person that the second you step out on stage with her you feel very taken care of you feel like you you just you don't have to do anything but look at her yeah. and say your lines and it's and it's going to be a great experience oh that's that's wonderful to hear let's talk about costuming are you wearing any product? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Man, you know, I, I have to be the guy who doesn't care about fashion in a show where everyone gets to look like a million bucks. So I oh, come no. in every day <laughs> with all the FOMO in the world where I'm like, well, you know, I, I get to wear these jeans, but I, I it, it's it's people are going to lose their minds about the, the looks that people <laughs> are pulling out in the show. And so I'm I'm trying to live vicariously. Uh, through them, you know, I've 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 even dropped to our designers being like, "Hey, I, I know it's just a T-shirt, but you know, can can we secretly make it like a 
like a <laughs> like a like a Prada T-shirt <laughs> or a, or like a can these socks be Versace for for God's sake, please give me oh, something. <laughs> well, I mean, do you know what's the costuming budget? That, oh, oh, that's a good question. I I have no idea, but I'm they're 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 not holding back anything. Um, so I, I I think I think people will just you know I say it again. People are gonna really really just find themselves losing their minds about yeah. what what these folks get to wear in the show. Well, as I mentioned earlier, Michael, musical legend Elton John worked on the songs for this show. So mm-hmm. give us a sneak peek, if you will, of, of one of your favorite songs. Well, the, the moment we talked about earlier about um, the cerulean blue sweater, that really is one of my favorite moments in the show. I feel like it, it, um, it takes the way Elton can, he can craft a melody and in such an amazing way. And it also Mm -hmm. highlights all of Shana's, um, strengths, being able to craft a lyric, make it really clever, make it really honest. Um, there's a, there's a moment in the middle of act two that Andy gets to sing, um, when she's arrived in Paris for Paris fashion week. And, Mm. uh, she it's a moment where she's starting to feel this this wave of um what this new life is really offering her and kind of like trying on that that new version of herself for the first time and mm-hmm. i literally it, it's it's not an emotional song but every time we do it in rehearsal i am crying just because it's oh. filled with so much joy and power and Taylor nails it every time. It, it's just, it's that, that's been kind of like a recurring theme in the rehearsal process. Is just I'm finding myself feeling misty-eyed just because the amount of joy in the cast is so overwhelming, and the amount of excellence that they bring every day. It's it's just such a gift. I'm so excited that we're going to get to just give it back to people. That's incredible. The Devil Wears Prada the Musical debuts today at the Nederlander Theater and it runs till August 21st. We've been speaking with Michael Takuni, who plays Nate Angstrom in the musical. Michael, thank you so much for your time and good luck with the show. Thank you. Thank you. Come check us out. Want more context on the top issues of the day? Find the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.